Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben on Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I'm here with Olga. And Olga and I were just getting into some topics of uh, unleashing power within, you know, overcoming these mental blocks that we have, and ultimately being happier and living better lives. So, Olga, what's what's going on? Tell us about yourself, and what do you know that we should know? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I know anything more than other people know. It's just I'm more aware of that. That's that's okay. all the difference is <laughs> because we're all were born with the same capability. Um, who I am? I'm a mindset coach and a speaker. So what I do, I'm blessed enough to help people to transform themselves, to to really open up their own eyes on what they do and what they don't do in order to help themselves to have better life, you know, greater relationships, successful businesses, just really what what they should do with their mindset in order to live that life which they always dreamt about. That's all really. It's very straightforward. <laughs> so with, with this idea of mindset, you know, we think about, uh, you know, it's all in your mind, mind over matter. You know, all these, all these ideas that we can attain everything and anything that we want to attain, we just have to unlock something within our, within our mind. Do, do you believe in that? Is that true? Speak to me about that. It's 100% working. <laughs> you know, it's like gravity. Do you believe in gravity? Yes. Yeah, right? Can you see it? No. Can you feel it? Unless you fall, as you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you know there is gravity. And the same here. Right, and we can also talk about law attraction. It's also here. Things are there. If we can't see them, it doesn't mean they don't exist. The minute we switch on the switch on the wall, the light bulb switches on. Right. The minute you switch on the computer, it goes on. And the same, literally, with our mindset. The minute the right button in our mindset is pressed, at that minute everything changes. Right. And I can give you a couple of examples. For example, this morning, we discussed with my client, uh, he's, he's trying his best story about succeeding. And yet, he's not succeeding as much as he wanted to because his inner fear is, once I'm going to get to success and I will make it in my business, I'll be bored. I'll have nothing to do. And what was interesting, he also mentioned this, what was really, really fascinating to me. He asked me, Olga, what do you think about depression? And I said, well, you're not really going to like my answer because my answer are very often contradicting all other people's opinions. And I said, I don't really believe in depression because depression is a choice. It's a choice which we make to rather put yourself in a state of I'm happy, I don't want to deal with my stuff in my life, I don't want to overcome those challenges, or I will choose to be happy. And he was stunned by that. And he was like, well... But I know some people are depressed and I ask him, okay, what do they speak about? You know, how do they behave? When you see them every time, are they jumping up and down and clapping their hands? No, you know, most likely they just talk about their depression. Most likely they are in self-pity state. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I know it does. But same time with your own mindset, you can put yourself in a more depressive state or you can put yourself in a happier state. 
So we can talk about this for hours. I can guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? What would you say the biggest kind of mental block that people have is right now on on becoming successful right now? What would you say that is? You know, one of the most common things I came across so far is I always have been that way. And this is that's it. It's almost like. Okay, if you always have been that way, not being able to focus, it doesn't mean you will never practice how to focus. And I don't care whether you have HDHD or you don't. You don't have to focus for five hours in a row. Nobody can do that, right? But you can learn how to be better. Or I always have been that way in terms of never been hardworking, never been smart, never been something else. So what? You can change. You know, I love this saying, you're not a tree. You can move. And that mm -hmm. is really true. You're not a tree, right? Yeah. A tree can adapt how it's gonna grow, right? It grows in little, little pieces between the rocks. You know, it grows between the tiles in the ground. It, it grows anywhere. What yeah. about us? Come on, we're so powerful. So I would say one of the most common things which I hear is, "I always have been that way," and I always well say that in that case, carry on carry on being the way you always have been because guess what you will get to the same point you're just walking in circles that's it <laughs> yeah well i think uh, i think what a lot of people suffer from is not just depression but desperation oh yeah you know desperation is is another illness it's another terrible thing that happens to us in our lives and what we do and the choices that we make as a result of being desperate I don't think are ever good. I mean, sometimes, you know, we'll put a plea out there into the universe and something will come back to us, but most times it results in things that just ultimately hurt us more and make us look bad and make us feel bad and make us less desirable. You know, you can talk about this from a personal standpoint, standpoint. you can talk about this from a business standpoint. It's limitless, yeah. So how, how, how can you help people that deal with being desperate? I love that. I love that topic. <laughs> yes, you're so right. It doesn't look sexy. And I will use that word because whether it is a business or it is relationships or it is just genuine life, it doesn't look sexy at all. Nobody wants to be next to a person who is desperate. But desperation comes from a fear, right? A fear, for example, if it is a first date and then a guy and a girl or whatever genders, you know, nowadays everything is different. Two people meet and they go on a date and one of them extremely desperate. Their clock is ticking and they need to settle down. They will be there having an interview with another person. They'll be asking them questions such as, okay, when are you going to marry? You know, are you planning to get married? Are you planning to have children? And the other person thinks like, oh my God, I'd rather run. So that person who is desperate is simply afraid being left alone, being left not wanted, being left unloved right? Or let's say it is in the business. If you're really desperate to get to, to, to those clients, what you do, you, you project the desperation onto your clients and they feel it. Nobody ever can really 100% explain why I don't want to work with that person, but I will sense something is wrong. And very often that wrong feeling is that desperation coming from that person because they are afraid of not making money, not paying bills, not being afforded, not being able to afford until next month you know many other really points and, and fears but very often it's about the fear so how can we overcome it it's about overcoming 
fear. It's it's about focusing on what do you want rather what you don't want. Okay, you don't want to be in a situation where you can't afford another month in your office premises or you can't afford you know, not to pay your mortgage or whatever else. In that case, focus on, okay, what do I have at the moment? Okay, where from money is coming to me right now? And that's one of the powerful exercises which I do with my clients because abundance comes to us in a different way, right? Today, just as I was working with my clients as I work from home, one of my clients just literally was passing by and dropped flowers. And I was like, oh, these flowers, thank you. Well, that's abundance. That's abundance, right? That flowers came right to my doorstep. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, right? Or for example, you go to, to cinema with your friend and they tell you, you know what? Today's cinema is on me. That's abundance, right? It's coming to you. But what people do instead, they pay attention to, oh, there's another bill I need to pay. There's another thing I need to cover. And then you look at their life and you think, okay, well, what a result. Of course, you're always in debt because you pay attention. And exactly the same happens with our relationships, right? When people are desperate to be in relationships because of the fear, what they stumble across, partners who let them down, who cheat on them, who disrespect them, and all the rest of it, because they are afraid of that. But if that would instead do something different, something that I discussed with another client of mine, sorry, it has been full day of clients today. <laughs> and she said, Olga, I feel a bit lonely today. Why is that? And I said, well, tell me how it feels like when it's, when it's lonely. And she says, well, I just feel like not loved. I don't feel like I have enough time with other people. I don't feel like there's much interaction with people. And I ask you a simple question. Okay, but what is your relationship like with yourself? And she says, well, I was too busy to spend time with myself. And I said, well, that's why you feel lonely. <laughs> people are desperate to go into relationships because they don't give time to themselves. They don't love themselves. They don't appreciate themselves. And therefore, they have a fear of being left alone and they go out of desperation to wrong relationships. So focus on how can I love myself today? I'll have a warm bath. I'll go for a walk. I know I'll call my friend. I'll make myself a cup of coffee and I will just enjoy it rather than rushing through. So, yeah, it's many, many ways how we can actually apply that abundance, how we can apply that self-love, how we can apply something opposite to what you have as a fear right this moment. But where you have to start is, okay, what am I afraid of? What really am I afraid of? And then go opposite direction. That's all. Mm. So were you always like this? You're so positive. You're such a healer. You have you know so much insight. What, what was the before... Olga, because now I'm seeing the after. Is there something that you've gone through in your life? Or were you just were you just born this way? Well, I must say everybody is born with the potential being this way, right? Because if you look at children, um, they're always positive. They wake up and they're full of energy. They don't drag themselves out of bed. Let's be honest, right? They wake up and you think, oh, could you sleep for another hour, <laughs> right? That's how much energy they have. And why they have so much energy? Because they haven't blocked themselves, okay? We humans, we think we are so super smart. We drink coffee, we get addicted to drama, either our own or other people's drama or drama on television. 
maybe drama on social media, maybe drama somewhere else, right? Or we block ourselves with the wrong food, wrong dreams, wrong energy, and then we wonder why in the morning we're like, <laughs> right? I can't wake up. So answer your question, no, I wasn't always like that. Just like any other child, I was like that until a certain moment. At the age of 13, um, 12 or 13, around about that time, when I found out my dad, well, it was my stepdad, but I was always thinking he's my dad. He wasn't, I found out he wasn't my dad. That was like my world crashed. At the same time, it was a relief because of my stepdad. He wasn't really looking at me as his stepdaughter, but more like a young woman. So that wasn't really pleasant memories. And that was more as a relief to find out, okay, thank God it wasn't my dad, you know, kind of look at me that way. And at the same time, I found out my actual dad, my biological dad, he actually died. So from that moment of my lifetime, I had these abandonment issues. I had anger. I was very angry, very disappointed girl, you know, angry at life, angry at why it happened to me, why I don't have a dad, why my siblings, they have a mom and a dad and I don't. And then I started working on me. I started working on myself. I started shifting myself. Start realizing that actually we create our own lives. And I was so fascinated by this journey that I just went full on into that. And I remember at the age of 15, I was in the bus stop talking to a woman and she said these words, it will be forever in my mindset. She said, Olga, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm 15. And she looked at me like, what? She says, you are three times younger than I. So I think she was 45. She never said exact number. But you have so much wisdom. But that's because by that time, I literally read every possible book I could find in the library. And I mean library because nowadays we have YouTube, we have podcasts, we have iTunes. Not back then. We had a library. And you had to go to a library, get a book, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was reading and reading and reading. And uh, that was me working on me. But then, of course, I'm not going to keep it way too long because I can't. Like, it's a bit longer journey than that. But in my lifetime, I went through cheating and betrayal and painful, painful experiences, being used financially, being abused, and many other things. So the version of Olga you see now, is the Olga who was probably reborn about probably three times. <laughs> and <laughs> grateful. Like, you know, like you said before the show, you're grateful, even though right now you have the issue with the with the heap and you have to walk in patches. I'm grateful for the way I am now. Because if I wouldn't overcome so many challenges, I would never be able to relate to my clients. And I would be never able with 100% certainty in my voice, in my stamina, in my, you know, in my body say, I know how it feels. I've been there myself and I and I did it. I made it happen. So if I did it, if my clients did it, you can do it as well. But that comes from me being down, down there, you know, at that rock bottom quite a few times. <laughs> so no, version of Olga now, it's totally opposite to what was Olga before. Yeah, I mean, you you could have you could have given up on yourself so many times. You could have just stopped caring, stopped self-loving you could have accepted defeat, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, betrayal and loss and, you know, heartache, disappointment, you know, these things are, 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 they're, they're things in life that, that crush us sometimes emotionally. And, kind of. uh, and you found a way to kind of persevere from that. And I, th and I think that that's the, the most important 
human trait, you know, that idea of not just surviving, but thriving, you know, yeah. that is the single most important human trait, because no matter what happens to you, whether it's man versus man, woman versus woman, person versus person, or nature or self or whatever conflict it is that we can over, we can overcome that, you know, we can overcome that. And, and that's, I think what ultimately um, leads to, you know, our purpose and our purpose in life is obviously something that's changing constantly. And I think that the thing that I continue to hear from people is that what helps them to stay happy is to stay on their purpose. Yeah. And and I know what your purpose is. It's to help people. It's to help people to find their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is right? And, and what 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 would you say uh, in the in the spirit of you know inspiration to to helping people to find their true purpose? Yeah, I would say listen to the signs. Universe is showing to you signs as such. What did you overcome? Now, what happened in your life that made you who you are already? Okay, because it's it's quite remarkable how all answers are out there, right? A person who overcame some challenges now is educating others how to overcome those challenges. Somebody who made first million in 12 months is teaching others how to make 12 million in 12 months, right? All answers are already out there. I would simply say, take a pen and a paper and start writing down what exactly happened to you right because you can never teach somebody something what you don't know mm. i mean there are some charlatans okay there are okay there are <laughs> but not really teaching they are charlatans okay but in general you will be never able to teach something to somebody what you haven't overcome yourself and the truth is this is where many people actually stop themselves it's not about you knowing everything right if you think about levels in life the more you go up, the more people you can help. So don't think about the entire globe straight away. Think about who can you help now with what you have already, with what you overcome already, right? If you're a mother and you've raised five children, maybe it's time to write a guidebook how to raise five children. You know, I have one and I sometimes want to slap him. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, and many people stop themselves because I'm just a something. I'm just a something. And I always say, there is no such a thing as just. You are somebody. You are something. In that case, what you have already is enough to teach somebody who is not aware of that information, right? And then the more you learn, the more you grow. And the more your audience will grow as well with you. And here, how are you going to step up in your game of my purpose? Right. The more I learn about myself, the more I learn about how to help others, the more people I can help. Right. Or you can make a choice. Never grow. Never grow. Stay where you are. And in that case, play small, which is fine, which is absolutely fine because there is no right or wrong. But if you really want to go far in that case, you have to really dig deeper and finding what exactly happened, how it made you who you are now. And this could be quite a painful journey. It can be, but it's so worth it. I can promise that it's so worth it. Mm. That's really that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I you know I think of this this ingredients list for success that I'm still trying to learn and acquire and um, you know experience myself. And 
in this in this sort of salad bowl of ingredients, there are some some very real ingredients. You know, one of them is disappointment. One of them is failure. One of them is pivoting, changing. One of them is listening. One of them is heartbreak. You know, there there's a balance of positive, negative. You know, things that feel good, things that hurt us, all within that salad bowl. But you know, ultimately. That salad bowl is all is our life, you know. And if and if we can sort of navigate all the things that are that we're faced with and figure out a way to stay positive through, I think, mindset to your to your earliest point, um, you know, I think I think we're on our path. You know, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> the thing is, nothing is easy if you look at that, but also right. nothing is hard if you look at that. It depends right. how you look at that. Right. If we think. Uh, the let's say the labor, right? When when the woman is at labor and she's giving a birth, right? We both know she's in pain, right? Every woman she's in pain when she's giving a birth. What well, we all know, there's a new human being born through every pain, right? There's no woman in the world who said, oh, I know it's gonna be painful. I rather don't give a birth. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course, now we have a choice how to give birth, but still you have to give birth. You can't have a baby and not to have a birth, right? Whether it is Zevian or whether it is natural, right? You still have to give birth, right? And it is painful, okay? If it is not that painful to you during the moment because you don't do it natural way, still you will have the pain of healing your wound of that cat in your stomach and your baby still will have to go through the pain of inhaling the air for the first time in their lungs and, and screaming, right? So yes, it is painful. But same time, do you really focus on that pain? Do you really go to hospital thinking, oh my God, today my wife, my girlfriend, you know, my friend will give a birth and I feel sorry for them? No. You think, how exciting, we're going to have a baby. And everybody's like thinking, waiting for that moment. So when are you due? When are you due? Nobody's asking, when are you due to have um, to go through the pain? <laughs> it's going to be painful, right? Nobody asks that, even though everybody knows it's going to be painful. And the same choice we can do in life, right? Are you looking forward to success? Are you looking forward to what's going to be like an outcome, even though there'll be some pain, even though there'll be some challenges? Because if you are looking forward to succeed, then you will succeed. But if you're looking forward to fail, then you're going to fail. Just like a driver driving alongside the world, the road, and there is one pillar on the road, and he hits that pillar because he's focusing on how to avoid the pillar, right? Right. Simple as that. Right. Yeah. Well, not only is is creation painful, but it's also very destructive in nature. You know, in order to create, we have to destroy a lot of things. You know, out with the old and with the new, and and sometimes that that destruction it causes us a lot of pain because of attachment. You know, we feel. An attachment to something you know whether it's you know we've spent the last five years of our life trying to build something and the moment comes to us and we realize that we have to move in a different direction you know or if there's a, a home that we want to rebuild you know or if there's a room that we want to change in our in our in our home you know um you know there's so many examples of this idea of creation and destruction being one you know this is manifests itself into mythology into hindu mythology there's lord shiva and you know destruction creation you know how can you help people to deal with the idea of destroying things in their life in order to 
create new ones. Well, just let's remember that every beginning is the end and every end is a new beginning. Simple as that. We can argue about this. It's like chicken or egg, right? Which, which one was first, right? It's the same story. We can spend hours arguing about that. But every beginning is the end of something. Every year we celebrate the same thing again, 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 right? New Year's Eve. And every year we have 1st of January. Well, it is a new year. So we have the old year finishing one day, literally one minute, one second before the noon, before the midnight. And then we have a new day, right? We have a new year. We have sometimes a new decade. And now we have a new century, right? So every end is a new beginning. So whenever something happens, whether it is a relationships, I remember one lady, bless her, she came to my office and she just... She just let it go. I mean, she just was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And because I have counselors uh, background as well, I'm like, okay, sometimes I'm like, okay, just, just take your time, <laughs> take your time, darling. Just cry it out. And eventually she said, you know, I don't understand. My partner, he left me. We were in the perfect relationships. We've been together for 22 years and he left me. How dare he is, we had such a perfect relationships. And what was interesting, the minute we went through her perfect partner, literally we built a list, like, you know, like grocery list. We built her list of perfect partner. We built that and I said, okay, how about we just, we actually just double check how perfect was your perfect partner? And she started laughing after point number three because she said, Olga, I, I don't understand. She says, I don't understand how we've been together for 22 years. We just started, but I already can see he was never my perfect partner. So what happened? Obviously, he left her for his own reasons. He never gave any explanations, which is fine. Sometimes you don't need explanations. But when she started working on herself, she found out what mistakes she was doing in these relationships and why she pushed him away because she was more masculine rather feminine. So probably, perhaps, I don't know, but I only can assume, he probably fed up of being with a mate in the relationships, right? And maybe he was just seeking somebody who would be more feminine. She wasn't aware of that. But in addition to that, there were so many other issues. So what she found out, she needs a partner who is completely opposite to that guy. And guess what? Five months later, she met somebody, right? So her end of that 22-year-old relationships was a beautiful beginning of her, first of all, falling in love with herself. Forget the other partner. It's important she found somebody, but the most important relationships we need to build these ourselves. She did that, and as a result, she met somebody who was healthy and who was willing to commit. Even though she was already past 50, she still wanted to get married because she was never married before. So every end is the beginning, simple as that. Mm. You mentioned something which I think is really interesting. Fall in love with yourself. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> we, we need to get into that because falling in love with yourself, I think that so easily, which I know is not what you mean, but it so easily can be misconstrued as, as, e as the ego, you know, yeah. as arrogance. How, how can we fall in love with ourselves in the most healthy way? By accepting ourselves. First of all, by accepting our imperfections, by being loving to our mistakes, 
but being loving to the fact what we haven't done. Like early on today, uh, we sat session with a client and she said, Olga, I haven't done anything out of the entire homework. And I was like, wait, wait, darling, let's start with what you have done. Okay, don't tell me what you haven't done. I'm not interested to know what you haven't done because you were doing enough of self-beating. Tell me what you have done. And this is where the self-love starts, with accepting yourself that sometimes, you know what, I do have difficult time, and sometimes I will not do everything. But let me recognize myself for what I have done. What have I achieved? right? Almost like when we praise our children, we'll tell them, well done, right? Good girl, good boy. Do we tell that to ourselves? Do we praise ourselves? And you're right, it's not about being arrogant and being, you know, in terms of like, oh, now we're going to be all cocky and I'm going to look all, you know, self, like narcissistic, because that's not really sexy, right? It's off-putting. But being in love with yourself means accepting your imperfections, accepting the fact you can make a mistake, accepting the fact you're still learning and you're still on your journey. Simple as that. And then, of course, it's about looking after yourself. I can always tell whether a person is in love with themselves in a healthy way or not, simply by looking at them, right? How do they allow their hair to look like, their nails to look like, what the skin is looking like? Right? What do they eat? If I'm in a restaurant, I can see what they eat, right? What they look like, right? Because if somebody is having a bit of little bit issues, little bit insecurities, little bit kind of something what's going against self-love, you can tell by the way how they're gonna behave, by the way how they're gonna talk about themselves. Oh me, stupid, I always do that. I always, you know, don't know, whatever they have negative belief. You see, I can't even come up so quickly with that because I never keep it in my mind. <laughs> I shouldn't, right? But I don't because it's so destroying. It is so destroying. So you can start with falling with those imperfections, with being accepting, with being loving, just like you would be with that child who is naughty, who doesn't listen to you, but you still love them. Yes, you want to smack them. I mean, we all want to, right? Every parent wants that. But at the same time, it's about loving unconditionally. And you can love yourself unconditionally. And then you meet somebody and they fall in love with you because you are full of love. Like the biggest compliment I receive from people is saying, Olga, you're so confident. You're, you're, you're like you're giving that light. It, the light shines outside of you. And I'm saying, yes, because it is inside of me. I don't need your light or somebody else's light to feel lighter, to feel better, because it's inside of me. Mm. And people feel it, whether it is relationships or it is a business, we all want to do whatever business it is with people who are healthy within themselves and are having healthy amount of self-love, simple as that. Nice. Mm. And how much would you say that, uh, you know, spirituality is, Kind of plays into this for you personally for me personally and here's there's no right or wrong but for me personally the more i go spiritually the closer i become to myself and it, it doesn't mean right now spirituality because it's, it's so different to so many people right so somebody's spirituality means praying five times a day which is fine for some people spirituality means just meditating for five minutes a day what i discovered when i meditate more 
I connect with myself better. I feel aligned. I feel lighter. I feel guided. And what's really interesting, when I have sessions with my clients or, for example, when I do a workshop, when I do a training, when I do speaking, whether from the stage or right now virtually, when I allow myself to channel information, when I just open up and I trust myself, something remarkable happens. The reaction of the audience is always the next level. Clients are receiving so powerful messages, which if you ask me, I would never even think about saying that five minutes ago, right? But because it just comes to me, because I'm open, because I'm ready to open up, because I'm ready and I'm trusting myself, I'm trusting the source, more miracles are happening. And I know to some people who are not spiritual, who are against all of that, they'll think, oh, she's talking some wishy-washy. And I always say, you don't have to believe it. Just like gravity, you don't have to believe it. In fact, a client of mine, he said, Olga, I know you mentioned low attraction and all these, you know, spooky, he calls them spooky stuff. He says, but I'm analytical. I need to see things. I need to feel things. I need to, you know, be able to touch things. Explain to me what it is. And I simply said, explain to me gravity. Just, well, you can explain in the physical world. I said, yeah, but I want to see gravity. He said, well, you, when you lift a pen, you drop a pen. Said, well, it, it works exactly the same way. It works exactly the same way. But in order for you to drop the pen, you have to lift the pen, the pen, the pen right? You, you lift the pen and you drop the pen, but you have to do something before you drop it. You have to hold it. You have to lift it. And the same happens with the spirituality, right? In order to become spiritual, you need to lift something. And that lifting is of your barrier of disbelief of just opening up and trusting, just allowing whatever is meant to happen today to happen today in order within these five minutes of your meditation or maybe within you going for a walk and paying attention to signs, whether it is a feather, whether it is a bird, you know, whatever it is. I can talk about this forever. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, you know. I, could list, I, can, I could talk about this forever as well. This is such an interesting topic. It so, is. It is. Yeah. yeah, and I totally believe in that. And, you know, there were so many signs. And if you look at that, what happens in, in your world when you think of something? It just appears in your world really instantly, or like almost instantly. And, of course, some things that will need a bit more time to appear, but it's almost like, you know, if you if you plant a pea, like a green pea, and you put it in a pot, and then you, you, you plant, for example, a bonsai tree, right? The, these two are plants. Right? You only have to water this little green pea for maybe three days and then it shoots through. Bonsai tree, five years. Anything low attraction doesn't work. No, it works. Just a bit slower. That's it. Because some stuff will take less time to work and some stuff will take longer. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. So where, where can people learn more about you? This is such an interesting conversation. Uh, LinkedIn, website address, social handles. Absolutely. I am on LinkedIn. Yes, it's my name, Olga Gaydana. I am on Facebook, but I must say I maxed out my friends. <laughs> so please follow my page, Olga Gaydana. Uh, on Instagram, if you're Instagram fan on Twitter, I'm not that active on Twitter, to be honest. But still, if you're a fan of that, you can find me there. My website, yes, it is newlifekickstart.com. And on YouTube, I have my live show uh, to which I invite quite 
a lot of really powerful people, knowledgeable people from around the world, all the way from, of course, UK to Canada, USA, Australia, and they're really influential. And some people shared some really extraordinary information. So I must say, please go to my YouTube channel because there's a lot of information and lots more videos to come. So people can subscribe, get notifications. And by the way, on LinkedIn every morning around 10 minutes kickstart your day with 10 minutes of inspiration at 7.30 a.m. UK time. So people can tune in, ask me questions. It's for 10 minutes, quick kickstart. So, you know, just to energize people. And, that, and that's a live video. Yes, it's a live video. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad we had a chance to connect here. Oh, I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Olga.